So welcome to this podcast from The Clinical Teacher. Uh, I'm Steve Trumbull, based in Melbourne, Australia, and I'm joined by colleagues from New Zealand. We have Peter Gallagher, who is in Wellington in New Zealand. Uh, hello, Peter. Hello, Steve. And also we have Helen Winter, and Helen's in Palmerston North. Uh, Helen, how far is Palmerston North from, from Wellington? About a two-hour drive. Two-hour drive, and you're both on the North Island of New Zealand then, so uh, so welcome. Now, we're discussing your paper that's in the December 2012 issue of The Clinical Teacher, which is entitled Developing the One-Minute Preceptor. Um, I wonder if you could just quickly run through the one-minute preceptor concept. I think it's a bit different in different countries. We have the Teaching on the Run program here in Australia from Fiona Lake. Can you just maybe outline the key tenets of the uh, one-minute preceptor program? We, we, we found that uh, one of the things that uh, was difficult for clinicians was um, uh, teaching while they were working. So we did a, a, a look through the literature to see uh, what kind of um, uh, quick uh, teaching moment um, approaches we could find. And the one-minute preceptor appealed. And it, it appealed because, I think is the phrase we like to use, it turns uh, teaching into a, a conversation where it's the student who does the work and the clinician who uh, prompt, prompts the learning. So it's five components. You pick something that naturally occurs in the course of, uh, of, of work. You then explore the student's thinking about that. You then add to the student uh, a fact or, or, or an intervention that they may not have uh, thought of. You then talk about two core principles associated with the activity, and then you suggest some areas for improvement. And, and it really is the one-minute preceptor. It, it works um, works mm. really it, well. It certainly uh, does resonate with clinicians, doesn't it? I mean, you say in the paper, you, you really raise that issue that clinical teaching does occur in a workplace where the prime reason for the workplace being there is where people can provide and receive healthcare and that teaching inevitably uh, is opportunistic, has to occur on the fly. So really what you're saying is that if you're going to have to do it on the fly, better make it worthwhile. And do something that's been well-researched, well-used and well-evaluated in, in, in other um, uh, countries uh, as well. Mm, so as a clinician, Helen, does the, uh, the one-minute preceptor concept resonate with you? Um, absolutely, Steve. I think it really is a, a fine balance for all busy clinicians um, to get the job done, um, but also maximise the learning. And, and certainly from our observations on um, post-tape ward rounds and real uh, real life settings, um, you just see that by focusing on and just sharing a few principles about maximising the learning and, and teaching on the run, uh, you can actually change a, a busy post-tape ward round into a, an actually quite astonishing uh, teaching teaching method and without actually very much effort on the um, clinician's half. Mm, and without diminishing the care provided to the patients who the ward round is really for, I suppose, as part of clinical Absolutely. care. Yeah. So, I mean, that's hugely important. So what have you actually done then? You've, you've taken a, a pretty well-established model, and what have you done from there? Maybe Can Peter. We do, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, we, 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 you were gathered from the beginning that Helen and I are in different uh, physical locations, and our kind of uh, clinical support role takes us um, across the lower end of the um, North Island of New Zealand. So we'd been doing um, uh, travelling workshops for clinical teachers, and it was evident that um, talking to and talking at senior clinicians was really not the best way to um, progress. So we've moved that to a more interactive uh, session, 
uh, where we, uh, it, we we introduced um, tips to become a one-minute preceptor in a in a kind of a real and 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 and, and uh, experiential way, and then following that we 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 decided we'd watch people in their normal teaching work and and pro provide them with feedback. So we took it from the classroom, um, but we took it from the the formal classroom to the clinical classroom, as it were. Well, I've got to state the obvious, and really you're modelling what the clinical teachers are doing. You're actually um, observing and uh, reflecting and providing feedback on, on performance, aren't you? On, on yeah, and we purposely chose a, 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 an experiential and a, and a role modelling approach because that's that, that, that a powerful learning experience for people. Mm. And was it received as a powerful experience? Um, very much so, Steve. And in fact, not just for the people being observed, but also for the observers. Um, and I think the role of kind of a paired uh, peer review of teaching in real life situations, and particularly those those busy post-tape ward rounds and times when teaching tends to uh, kind of be forgotten, um, is probably the most valuable lesson that I learned from the from the whole experience. Mm, and, and given the geography that you have to cover and many of us have to cover, it sounds like you've been able to set up almost like a a coaching system whereby you leave behind people who are then able to monitor and support and help develop each other. I think that's very much the, the model that we're moving to. And uh, by people going through this experience and by giving them the feedback, as, as Peter has said, it really uh, not only promotes this idea, but also converts people to the, to the idea of what you can achieve, even when you're busy getting the the job done and working with patients and obviously patient-focused um, care at the as centre of everything. Actually... Well, absolutely, Helen. I was taken by a, a, a comment in the paper where it said that clinical teachers need to have some pre-planned ideas about how to maintain this teaching focus whilst getting the job done. So how do you do that? That's, a, that's, a, that's, that's the big issue. Yeah, well, certainly when we were observing them, although these are busy periods in, um, in senior clinicians' days, um, by actually maximising the time either between patients walking down the corridor or even just when everyone's setting up and getting the notes, you can actually start to begin to have this conversation about, about learning and, and the focus of the morning. So as Peter said, even if it's just getting one or two points across from a very busy morning, if um, the um, learner or the junior is asked, what, what should we focus on today? What aspect of, of either clinical care or clinical skill or data interpretation or just even presentation skills and um, that can just be the main focus of the morning um, when everything else is done and obviously patient the, the patient's um, management plan is to sorted out or whilst that's being sorted out. Mm, so making use of those opportunities. I, I was interested also when you, were you just mentioned um, while you're walking between patients that's an opportunity that uh, I think you actually report in your paper that you observe some very interesting factors about the teachers and learners as they walked between patients what was that yeah they um moved into a, a different kind of uh, relationship it became more relaxed mm -hmm. and, and less less formalized mm. uh, so, that... yeah, those of us with teenage boys would particularly say that going for a walk is not a bad way to <laughs> uh, talk about things rather than being face to face it does yeah. i mean i think Peter, there is some um, neurocognitive stuff going on there, isn't there, where you actually do communicate better when you're walking and talking? Yeah, if you, I understand that. If you, if you, if it, that 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 relaxed anxious is better than tense anxious for learning. What, one of the things we did with um, the, the clinicians, we would we would give um, verbal feedback after the after the round, 
and then we would then say to them, would you like us to do a written report that you can use for something else? And whatever that something else would be, a, a you know, professional development or uh, uh, CME points or, 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 or that sort of thing. Uh, and that seemed to, that seemed to work um, really well. We, we teased out that maybe sometimes with the students, they should say, listen, at the end of this ward round, I'm going to ask you about what you saw or what you heard. Um, so that so at the beginning the student was focusing on something mm, um, yeah so given a, a task to do and then they are basically reporting back on that so they're, yeah. they're working during the clinicians clinical work they're That's working right. educationally so instead of the instead of the clinician uh, thinking what can I teach now <laughs> the students yeah. is, is learning and, and being slightly nudged into a particular direction fantastic mm. and also giving them some responsibility for their learning um, and so that it's all not just coming from the from the top. Uh, well, yeah, it certainly turns it around, doesn't it? And uh, we are dealing with adult learners, so it does seem like an appropriate approach to take. Well, thank you both very much. I I, um, I always say this, but for this paper particularly, I would I would commend it to uh, our listeners to read in some detail. I'm very keen to include it in a uh, course that we're running here on effective clinical uh, supervision and 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 teaching because uh, it really does make some. Um, very clear statements that I think will be reassuring to clinical teachers that you can teach within your your clinical work without it actually uh, getting in the way but enhancing it in some ways. So uh, again thank you very much for joining us on this uh, podcast and uh, very best wishes to you both. Thank you Steve. Okay, thank you very much.